1: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
2: Crystal always had a great spirit about her. She knew what she wanted, she went for it. To jump out of, a perfectly good airplane. Out of a plane. She could take care of herself.
0: like a sissy girl.
3: She was obviously very beautiful, very attractive, but there was something about her. She radiated light. I worked with Crystal as a flight attendant.
4: She was definitely a goofball. and She would even describe herself as a dork. She kind of has like a gypsy soul, like she was a flight attendant, you know, she just likes traveling.
1: I've been dating Crystal McDowell for a few weeks now. We'd both been divorced, and we knew exactly what we wanted. You know, when you first meet somebody and you're kind of on cloud nine, that's kind of how we were.
5: Tropical storm Harvey is expected to strengthen into a hurricane before making landfall in Texas. Hurricane warnings in place along most of the Texas coast.
6: Friday morning, uh, August 25th, is when she left the house. She was actually living with her ex-husband. She was living in the master bedroom downstairs, and he had moved into a bedroom upstairs.
2: He had such a passion of love for her. It was almost like an obsessive, controlling love.
6: She sent me a a few text messages,
1: and um, I replied back, but I never got a reply after that. So I thought maybe she was just preoccupied with getting ready for the storm.
5: Across Southern Texas, grocery store shelves are bare. People are rushing to stock
3: up on last-minute supplies.
1: At that point in time, I just started trying to find relatives or friends to reach out to them to see if they knew where she was. And that's when I reached out to Jeff Walters. He's her uncle.
5: I get messages from her every morning. I get messages all throughout the day. She's one of the most responsible people that I know. She never loses contact with us.
6: Chambers County Sheriff's Office...
0: My niece. Okay, your niece. No one can get a hold of her. No one is hurt from her. I'm really
6: concerned. It's a serious
0: storm.
5: It's going to last four or five days. And quite frankly, this is day, day one. This
1: morning, police are searching for a Texas mother who mysteriously disappeared before Harvey
6: hit. We are hampered by some of the flood issues, but we are as aggressive as ever trying to locate Crystal McDowell.
2: I knew she wouldn't run away. She would never be that type of person. So that was... Would she have ever left her kids? No. Happy
5: birthday to you.
6: Automatically, as a sheriff, I know that mothers don't leave their children. And there's obviously never a good time for anybody to, to become missing. But the timing was terrible.
7: Was there a part of you that just went, it can't get any worse?
6: Um, on more than one occasion.
1: My gut tells me there's something catastrophically wrong with this scenario.
7: By the time floodwaters receded, authorities
3: believed one of three men knew where Crystal was. Got the boyfriend, got the ex-husband. Well, then the uncle was making such noise about everything, I started thinking about him.
7: 21 months later, one would be on trial for murder.
5: Watch the water, man.
6: watching the baby. Baytown has picked up 32.9 inches. The house is totaled. All my furniture is totaled. Can you get to the top of your vehicle?
3: It was horrible. The rain wouldn't stop. It just would not stop.
7: District Attorney Cheryl Leake says despite the horrific flooding from Hurricane Harvey in Baytown, Texas, a suburb of Houston, investigators were determined to find Crystal McDowell.
3: We had deputies that were flooded out of their homes. One of our investigators lost his entire house. Our local Texas ranger and his wife were flooded out of theirs.
7: And yet they showed up for work? Yep. Every day? Yep. Everybody. All day looking Mm. for this woman? Everybody. But weather was not their only challenge. If Crystal had met with foul play, the sheriff says there was a growing list of people to question.
6: She was extremely social. She had lots of friends. She had had been a flight attendant for 10 years and then had become a real estate agent.
7: On the top of the list, Crystal's Uncle Jeff, who cared for Crystal after her parents died when she was 11 years old.
6: And our main objective is just to get Crystal back home. (laughs) He was the person that was extremely emotional and reported her missing, but then he kept getting in the way of the investigation.
7: Getting in the way by going through Crystal's townhouse with other family members, potentially tainting important evidence. This
3: is not a game to us. This is not a hobby. This is what we do. Crystal's family even hired a private investigator. But you don't bring on some amateur super sleuth wannabe when you're in the middle of a missing persons investigation.
7: Also on the list, the men romantically linked to Crystal. There was Steve McDowell, Crystal's ex-husband, a shipping manager. In June 2017, the couple went through what many described as an amical divorce after 10 years of marriage and two children, a boy Madden and a girl Maui. And what was his story of for Friday morning?
6: That she never showed up, that she was supposed to show up and, and she just never did.
7: That morning at 7.01 on August 25th, Steve, who had the kids says he received a text message from Crystal. It read, On my way, do you have water? Looks like I may stay here with the kids. It seems just like rain. But Uncle Jeff Walter says that Steve showed him another text that Crystal allegedly sent around 9.30 that morning, saying she had changed her mind, and she planned to stop by, pick up the kids, and take them to Dallas.
3: They just said it just didn't sound like her. And that nobody knew where she was, nobody had heard her voice, and they just knew that something wasn't right. What did he tell authorities about their marriage, their relationship? He told them that they were fine, he didn't mind the divorce, and everything was just hunky-dory. In fact, Crystal was
7: living with Steve and the kids. In
3: a house she helped him buy, while her
2: townhouse was being renovated. He had such a passion of love for her that it was almost... Unhealthy. Cindy C-Rate is Crystal's aunt. Like, if she wanted her feet rubbed, he would rub her feet. If she wanted her hairbrush, he would brush her hair. Is it fair to
7: say that she wore the pants in the family?
2: Yes, most definitely.
7: But over time, they grew apart.
2: He didn't challenge her, was the word. She wanted to be the best she could possibly be, and Steve was okay with just stepping back, being, you know, the house person. He was the dad. Mm -hmm. She was more of the...
7: Krista McDowell, Steve's daughter from a previous relationship, was at Texas A&M University. When she heard the news, Crystal was missing. Because he loved being around the kids. They're his life.
4: Mm -hmm. She was his
7: life, and they were his life. To the sheriff, it certainly didn't seem like Crystal's ex-husband knew anything about her disappearance.
6: But he was very cooperative us, very, very kind, very friendly. And he immediately says that he wants to help.
7: It was Crystal's new boyfriend, Paul Hargrave, who the sheriff really wanted to speak with. Paul owned a local jewelry store and had been dating Crystal for a few weeks.
6: The last place that we have her is in the Baytown area leaving uh, Paul's house. She seemed in love with him. They seemed perfect together. She
5: was happy.
7: So happy that Crystal had posted on Facebook just two days before she disappeared. I've never been happier in my whole life than I am right now. God is so good.
1: We had talked about going to Europe, and she got a ticket to go with me to to Belgium next month.
7: Investigators would learn Crystal had also invited Paul to go on a family cruise. The only caveat, Steve, her ex-husband, was going too.
1: And I told her, well, gosh, I'd love to go, but I think it's going to be awkward for me to be there with the ex-husband. So she had asked him to refrain from going and i know that that didn't go well she had stressed to me that he was uh, pretty upset about that
7: which is why paul said he was deeply concerned when crystal disappeared after she left his home in her black mercedes which was also missing
1: i uh, hope and pray that you know she's okay and she's going to come back to us
7: so he went on national tv and spoke with cbs this morning's michelle miller
5: what do you think happened to her
1: I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, but we're just trying to um, focus on uh, on finding her and uh, assisting the police with whatever we can assist them with.
7: But Sheriff Hawthorne says he became suspicious after Paul failed to tell authorities about security footage from his home showing the last time Crystal was seen alive.
1: She actually walked right through this living room at, at 7.09. One of my cameras picked that up. I think she was seen leaving the driveway at
6: 7.10.
7: Paul shared the tapes, not with investigators, but with the media.
6: So immediately we're like, well, why would he be turning it over to the media, but yet my investigators don't have that, those videos.
7: Intentional or oversight on his part?
6: I don't know, because it took us a few days to get it. So obviously, every hour that ticked off, he became the sheriff's person of interest, that's for sure.
7: Surrounded by the chaos of both a natural disaster and suspicious characters, the case stalled. Mostly, says the sheriff, because investigators couldn't agree on which direction to go in.
6: Some of the investigators that were involved in this would say, You know, I I think it's Steve. And some would say, I still can't get over Jeff. And I'm still looking at Paul.
0: See this black car right here? This Mercedes? But then,
7: finally, a break in the case. Crystal's Mercedes was spotted by a friend.
6: I will give the family credit for finding that vehicle.
7: So now they knew where the car was, but who put it there? And what would they find inside?
6: Weather and time deteriorate uh, evidence, physical evidence.
0: A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24/7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk-free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like simply safe.
8: This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it the glamour of the roaring 20s wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve.
3: The cops were here busting in doors to find out where this lady is.
6: How are you? Brian Hawthorne.
7: Sheriff Hawthorne could not believe what he found when he arrived at Crystal's Mercedes in the Motel 6 parking lot.
6: Well, you could get in the car because it was unlocked and the keys were sitting on the console. Did that strike you as odd? Oh, very odd. My criminal investigation captain told me, he said, I feel like it's been staged. Set up for
7: someone to take it? Correct. But whoever had left the car there to be taken did not anticipate the massive flooding in the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey.
6: The water had risen. You couldn't get it out of the parking lot.
7: And that was finally a break in your direction. Correct. Crystal's Mercedes was finally towed from the motel and processed. But floodwaters in Houston made it impossible to get results back from the crime scene lab.
6: A lot of their majors and captains and sergeants and, and investigators' homes were going underwater. It, it answer was chaos problem. for everybody. There are just a lot of moving parts at this point. We're just going to get this thing started, y'all. And, and uh...
3: 48
7: hours was granted unprecedented access inside the sheriff's war room. You know, in
1: interviewing Steven, he was telling us he was making calls from certain locations. He didn't make those. He was actually mobile. He is denying knowing Paul existed
3: until two yeah. days ago. Yeah, I don't believe that.
7: The investigation had taken a toll on D.A. Leak, who had lost all hope.
3: I know she's dead. There has been no activity on any of her credit cards, debit cards, nothing, you know, and she doesn't have a cell phone. Nobody leaves anymore without a cell phone.
7: Sheriff Hawthorne, deputies, and Texas Rangers expanded their focus from finding Crystal to finding her killer.
1: We've got a handful of folks that need to be interviewed. What else do you guys see that's up on this board that we need to get done? Because this stuff's going to start drying up on us. If we don't jump on it, Paul is just soaking up to all the
3: attention. Yeah, he is, and he's, he loves it. And he's best buddies with Uncle Jeff too. That's what I don't understand. It's getting more and more interesting about Uncle Jeff, isn't it? As of about midnight last night, the net has widened, and it's husband, boyfriend, uncle.
7: In the investigation, the top persons of interest had been brought in for questioning. In his police interview, Paul pointed the finger at Steve. Did you
5: have anything to do with the disappearance? Absolutely not.
9: I don't understand even that's been insinuated, and I don't like it.
7: Jeff Walters was no fan of Crystal's new boyfriend, Paul.
9: He reminded me of a lecture.
7: And Steve stuck with his story, that Crystal never showed up at his house.
6: We polygraphed two of them. Mm -hmm.
7: Steve and Paul?
6: Steve and Paul, that is correct.
7: And how did they do? Um,
6: Steve failed, Mm -hmm. and I'll let Paul tell you how he did.
1: He insinuated he didn't use those terms, but uh, he called me a liar.
7: But security cameras don't lie. Focusing on the location of the car, deputies began gathering video from nearby businesses. A camera at a Shell gas station next door to the motel appears to have captured one of their three persons of interest.
3: It looks like he's getting out and he's putting something in the trash can. And he's stuffing it all the way down, like to his elbow. Like a bag? or It looked like clothing is what it looked like.
7: Deputies say it is Steve McDowell, and it's what McDowell keeps glancing at that makes the investigators sit up
3: and take notice, the Motel 6. You can see that he's looking over, and he's looking to see if the car is still there, and it was. We recovered the trash can, and the problem is all the contents had floated out of it. Because of the hurricane? Because of the storm.
7: Then investigators receive different security video, showing Steve in action, right in the Motel Six parking lot.
6: You just see somebody park the car, and and someone that that has that resembles her ex-husband getting out of it.
7: And what does that say to you?
6: Um, says that my purse of interest is, has changed. <laughs> I remember I'm I'm the one that's. Still looking at Paul.
7: The videos are purely circumstantial evidence, but...
6: That's where I'm going with this. Okay.
7: For the first time, investigators are all heading in the same direction.
6: Confront Steve about where is she.
7: But Steve was still insisting he had nothing to do with Crystal's disappearance.
6: This is
2: um, what I carry.
7: So they turned to someone else in the family's inner circle for help crystals on cindy c rate
6: i said cindy i need you to stay close to steve i said we we need communication and he may not communicate with us and he may communicate with you
2: every day i was just praying every day that i went that he would say something The
3: investigators were becoming increasingly frustrated when you have no body that's a huge hindrance the way someone's killed where they're found that generally can give you an idea of who killed them
0: Hi, right, guys and gals, we've been asked by uh, Chambers County to, to go ahead and search for Crystal.
7: Deputies called upon an experienced volunteer search and rescue organization, Texas EquiSearch, to help find Crystal.
0: Let's remember that this place flooded real bad, so if she was dumped in this area... Let's hope that she got washed up in maybe some tree lines and stuff. Did not end up in the water.
7: Paul joined the searchers and Uncle Jeff Walters pitched in.
1: He's offered a $10,000 reward and I offered a $5,000 reward.
7: The more investigators dug
3: in, the more things didn't quite add up. This is a case about lots of secrets double lives on many people's parts it's one of those cases i think i've seen it all i've never seen anything like this before
5: listen to the interrogations are there clues to find crystal go to facebook at 48 hours
9: What are you doing today? About
2: to jump out of a perfectly Jumping
7: good airplane. Jumping out
4: of a plane. Whose idea was this? Steve. Steve, your idea?
7: Five years before her disappearance, it seemed like Crystal and Steve McDowell were on top of the world. How
8: high are we right now? What does that say? feet.
7: The jump had been a 33rd birthday gift from Steve.
5: Happy Hey, look, your husband lived too. What
7: a bonus! Now Crystal's ex-husband was the main person of interest in her disappearance. There were those security tapes. And D.A. Cheryl Leek says they had discovered Steve had lied about their so-called friendly divorce. What did you find out as the investigation went along? That he didn't want the divorce.
3: What we were getting from the family is that he was distraught, had always been distraught every time she tried to leave him.
5: It was early on when things started not going well.
7: L.J. Adams, a bail bondsman and Crystal's good friend, says the relationship was troubled right from the start.
5: Judging from the things that she said, Steve McDowell is a very, very self-centered, selfish, manipulative person. He just got to where he wanted things his way, and he wanted it that way and right now. And if it didn't work out or she couldn't do it at that moment, it would be a temper tantrum.
7: In 2008, just one year after they married, Crystal filed for divorce. But LJ says she didn't go through with it back then because Steve had made threats.
5: It was always like, well, if you leave me, you know, I'm just going to kill myself. Emotional blackmail. Yeah, kind of, sort of. But he knew what to say and what to do.
4: Thanks, Come
2: on!
4: But
7: Krista McDowell says her father is not that man. She knows him as a loving father with a playful side.
4: He's a really goofy guy. Like, that's the best way I could describe him. Fun guy? Fun guy.
7: And even though her father was in and out of her life for most of her childhood, there was a brief period of time when she lived with Steve and Crystal.
4: I was in high school, so it was like eighth grade to sophomore year. I guess I was 14 to about 16.
7: She admits the relationship between Crystal and her father was turbulent, but says he was not the only one at fault.
4: Both weren't perfect, and they both had their issues. I just think that they were very toxic for each other, and they made each other crazy. Whenever they were together, it was never a happy ending.
7: She was hopeful things would get better once they finally got divorced. But after Crystal officially filed the paperwork in February 2017...
4: Krista says her father began acting strangely. So, in March, I noticed that my dad had, like, been acting weird on Facebook. Then he also changed his profile pictures to, like, it was a grave. And then it was a Grim Reaper, like, profile picture. And then he made it a picture of him and Crystal. And then he took that off, and then he made it say no profile picture. In a short period of time? This was all in, like, a matter of, like, two, three days.
7: Sheriff Hawthorne would learn that shortly after Crystal filed for divorce, she had called 911 and told police that Steve had disappeared with their kids.
6: She had given Steve the kids, and he essentially did not bring the kids back. For a few days? For a few days.
7: And did he threaten to hurt himself and the kids?
6: He had kind of put out an allegation and a threat that, you know, he would uh, harm himself and Crystal and, and the kids.
7: Steve eventually returned the children unharmed, and no charges were filed. He later explained to his daughter that he had become upset after discovering that Crystal had numerous affairs while they were married. But he
4: said he was still in love with her? Yes. And he said, like, I love her with all my heart, but I just can't let her keep tearing me down like this. So he was okay with getting a divorce at that point? He was accepting of it. He thought it was for the best. He thought maybe he could, like get his life in order then. But
7: Crystal's aunt Cindy says Steve was just not ready to let go. Remember that cruise they were supposed to go on? Cindy says Steve actually planned to propose to Crystal again, even though they had just been divorced.
2: He literally bought some clothes for both of them, a white dress and a white suit, and literally he was going to propose.
7: But Krista says her father told her this was all his ex-wife's idea.
2: My dad told me just the other day
4: that she had mentioned, how would you feel about getting remarried on the cruise? It's like a fresh start. Do you think that's true, that she said that to him?
2: Yeah. I don't believe Crystal would ever lead him to believe that. Mm -hmm. I really don't. This was a fantasy in his head? I believe that.
7: In early August, it seemed Crystal had moved on and was dating Paul Hargrave. Cindy Crate says at first, Crystal tried to keep it a secret from Steve, even though she was still living with him.
2: And she said, Aunt Cindy, I have to keep this quiet. He will kill me.
7: But by August 23rd, just two days before she disappeared, Crystal made that Facebook post and had disinvited Steve from the cruise. DA Leak thinks this might have been the start of Steve's final unraveling.
3: Steve was probably more upset about not going on the cruise because he thought they were going to rekindle their romance. And there was more.
5: She was a financial meal ticket to him.
7: LJ Adams says Crystal had recently decided to cut Steve off financially
5: because he was just spending money just spending money just ridiculously just spending money and at that point she just said i can't do this anymore steve
7: was it just losing her cheryl or was it he was losing his whole life someone else was sliding
3: into his position his whole life his whole lifestyle As cleanup from
7: Hurricane Harvey was underway, investigators had cleared Paul Hargrave and Crystal's Uncle Jeff. Thank
6: you. I appreciate
7: it. They were now convinced Steve McDowell had the motive to murder his ex-wife and that he had dumped her car at the Motel 6. But how did he get home? This security video from a nearby Walmart would provide that answer.
6: We spot a bicycle on the service road, Interstate 10 service road.
7: Investigators were convinced it was Steve McDowell. For you, the surveillance footage is the turning point. Absolutely.
6: The case. Absolutely.
7: Authorities were closing in on Steve McDowell, and the stakes were only getting higher because he still had the children.
6: We could potentially be minutes or hours away from somebody losing control. Again. Again.
7: It's almost life or death for these kids.
6: Correct.
3: He kept coming in and talking. He'd come in every day and sit there five hours or so and just, you know, nope, wasn't me, wasn't me.
7: District Attorney Cheryl Leake knew Steve McDowell had killed Crystal. But knowing it and proving it
3: were two different things. We didn't have enough to arrest him.
7: And she says McDowell seemed to understand that. Was he arrogant,
3: helpful? cooperative? Arrogant and aloof. There was a game. He's just, he's just gaming us, he thinks. At this point, we have no direct evidence. We just have circumstantial evidence. Circumstantial evidence has as much weight in a court as direct evidence, but you just need more of it.
7: Lick says the evidence that finally brought the case home for her was that security video from this Walmart, showing how McDowell probably got home after ditching Crystal's car.
3: We had him buying the bike and riding it out. What happens next? We bring him back in.
7: Day after day, investigators were telling McDowell they were successfully gathering more and more evidence, a ploy to wear him down.
3: He was just, like, melting. You know, you could see that it was getting to him. You could tell he wasn't eating, he wasn't sleeping. His face had sunken in.
6: There's no telling what Steve may be trying to, to tell the kids. That's the Sheriff
3: Brian Hawthorne says investigators were under pressure,
7: too. You know, we can't wait. And deeply concerned about just how much
3: might be too much for McDowell.
6: At the time when all this is taking place, he is got custody of his children.
3: I kept thinking, he's going to kill those kids. He's going to kill those kids. Once again, Steve voluntarily came
7: in for questioning. But Cheryl Leak wasn't taking any more chances. She'd been in touch with Family and Protective Services and convinced the agency to remove the McDowell kids from his home that evening and place them with their aunt Cindy.
3: We knew psychologically that that would be the final straw for him, his kids being gone.
7: He would have nothing left?
3: Right. And what was his response? He just about collapsed
7: Exhausted, McDowell said he wanted to go home, but promised he would return in the morning ready to talk.
3: He said, I'll tell you everything.
7: Without enough evidence to arrest him and knowing a full confession was their only real chance of finding Crystal's body, the sheriff allowed his prime suspect to walk out the door. That was a big risk that he wouldn't run or kill himself. It it was a risk. I've been a crime reporter for 25 years. I have never heard of a department saying, go home and get your affairs in order. I mean, that's the part I go, really? Like, they let him go home? But
3: see, this is the thing. We had the kids. And taking them
7: is a moment Sheriff Hawthorne will never forget.
6: We knew that these kids were probably never going to see their mother again.
7: Or their father as a free man.
6: Or their father as a free man. Can I give you a minute? Yes. Both of the children came out and gave every one of us bear hugs. And that's when you realize the the totality and the impact that um, family violence has on children.
7: A few hours after Steve McDowell's youngest children were taken from him, he summoned his older daughter, Krista, to come home from college immediately. I was
4: at work, and I work at a bar, so I work pretty late. Krista McDowell
7: says she was confused when her father texted her in the middle of the night. He said,
4: your little brother and sister are going to go live somewhere else for a while. She was already planning to head home later that day. And he was like, is there any way you can be here sooner? You probably won't see me for a while unless you come see me in person before then. And so I got in my car, 3.30 in the morning, drove all the way to Baytown. Two hours later, it was the beginning of the end of Krista's life as she knew it. It was dark still. I knocked on his door and he let me in. He told me that at 10 a.m. the Rangers were going to come pick him up.
7: She says, at first, her father seemed more annoyed than anything. Did you think he had anything to do with it at that point? No, not at all.
4: N- not a single, like, hint that he had anything to do with it. Did nothing. you ask him if he had anything to do with it? Um, yes, I'd asked him multiple times, like, like, are you guilty? And he was just like, no, like, I just don't understand, like, why I'm getting blamed. And the entire time, he pleaded to me, like, his innocence.
7: Krista says, though clearly anxious, it mostly seemed like her father was just trying to take care of business, giving her photo albums, financial statements, even the keys to his beloved Mustang,
4: until the conversation took an abrupt turn. He looks at me and he says, the rangers told me that if I tell them where the body is, that they'll lessen my punishment. And I said well, you don't know where the body is. Like, how would you know? And he was like, what if it's true? And I asked him, do you know where the body is? And he just, like, looked away from me and just, just like, balled his eyes out. And at that point, I knew. Like, he knew
2: where it was.
7: What did you think at that point?
4: I don't know. What do you think? Like, if someone that you love and you've... Sat here and defended the whole time. Tells you they're guilty. What do you think?
7: Did you think he had actually confessed to you at that point? Even though he never said the actual words.
4: Because I asked him what he did over and over. I begged him to tell me. And he was just like, I just, I can't tell you what I did. And then um, all of a sudden, like, we heard a noise. And he stood up and he was like, they're here. And then all of a sudden, he's he's gone. Yeah. I literally dropped to my knees and just cried.
7: Police brought Steve McDowell back to the station to deliver his much-anticipated confession. But the man who had kept them guessing about so much for so long was about to make them
3: guess again. He's like yanking your chain. Yeah, he Back is. and forth, and, and, and forth. I'd had it. At this point, I'd had it.
7: Saturday, September
6: 9th. I didn't sleep much. Literally, I, I could not wait for daylight to come up.
7: Steve McDowell agreed to meet with Sheriff Hawthorne and the investigation team one more time and finally provide an answer to the question, what happened to Crystal?
1: My understanding from our communication was that you were kind of ready to be honest about some things.
6: We needed a confession. Mm -hmm. We needed somebody to take us to her body.
7: Sheriff Hawthorne watched in a nearby room. As McDonald shared the details of the morning Crystal came home after a night with her boyfriend.
5: I love her. I would do anything in
1: my life bring her
3: I think they got into an argument when she got home, and I think he was mad that she had stayed out all night. And when she told you she didn't love you anymore? Yeah. When she told you she didn't want to be with you and anything to do with
7: you. And it seems that was enough for Steve McDowell to make a terrible choice.
6: He describes and essentially shows that he strangled her from behind.
7: So she had no idea he was coming?
6: Yes. But what are you
1: with Okay, like a, a chokehold or something? Did she say anything when that was going on or did she fight or what, what happened? <laughs> just want her. How did you eventually know that, that she was no longer alive? And through. And
8: what'd
1: you do
6: after that? I put her in place with a bag. And then we put her in the car. I tied her up, put her in the trash bags and put her in the car.
7: And then McDowell says early the following morning, he drove off to dispose of Crystal's body leaving their two children home alone.
6: The body was found right in here.
7: McDowell leads investigators here. A densely wooded area off an access road not far from his house.
6: Steve drives the detectives and the investigators out here.
7: Our cameras were the only ones allowed at the crime scene as investigators began their arduous work.
6: the terrain was pretty tough because it was a lot of work just trying to clear the trees and the limbs so that we could bring the body out.
7: At the end of a long search, the sheriff and DA share a moment. It
3: was just relief.
6: Today at 2.45 p.m., Crystal's body was discovered and Stephen Wayne McDowell, 44, has been arrested, charged with murder.
7: If he had not told you exactly where the body was, would she have ever been found?
3: No.
8: Once
7: Steve McDowell showed investigators where the body was, he was brought here to the Chambers County Jail. Now, even though he confessed to strangling Crystal, that may not be the end of it. In Texas, a defendant can claim they killed someone out of sudden passion, which could mean as little as two years in prison. Which is exactly what Steve McDowell did in June 2019 during his trial for murder. McDowell testified that Crystal's death was a result of a spontaneous hug that got out of control. But D.A. Lee gave the jury a different point of view. Do you think this was premeditated? Yes, without a doubt. And this was not just, he snapped.
3: Well, he can snap and still think about it. I think he just decided, if I can't have her, nobody can. After
7: five days of testimony, evidence, and argument, it only took three and a half hours for the jury to reach a verdict, guilty. One day later, the same jury sentenced Steve McDowell to 50 years in prison for the murder of his ex-wife.
6: We've been very fortunate the jury saw it the same way the law enforcement officers and the district attorney's office did.
3: It feels good. I think they made the right decision. So with 50 years, he will have to serve at least 25 uh, before he's eligible for parole.
7: I hope he never makes it out of there. He deserves whatever he gets.
3: For the kids, it's just a sad situation all the way around. Both parents are gone now. Basically, those kids are motherless and fatherless, just like Crystal was.
5: Happy birthday birthday, to you.
3: Which brings us
7: back to the other victims in this case, the children. It was Aunt Cindy who was tasked with telling an 8-year-old boy and his 5-year-old
2: sister the truth. And I just grabbed their hands and I said, We found your mommy. And she's in heaven. And your daddy's in jail for taking your mother's life. And at that point, Madden looked up, and he said, he said, okay, he said, I can deal with this. And Madden grabbed his sister, and they hugged, and he said, I love you, Maui." He said, I will always take care of you.
7: And Krista promises to
4: always be a part of their lives. I thought about my brother and sister, and I was like, they have no one. I need to be the bigger person right now, and I need to be the person they look up to.
2: Crystal loved him with every part of her being. She wanted him to have a wonderful life. You think they'll be okay? I know they will be, without a shadow of a doubt.
5: The couple's young children are living out of state with a family friend who is in the process of obtaining full legal custody. Steve McDowell will be eligible for parole in 2042.
9: A
5: young mother vanishes. Her fiancé charged with murder. Stunning evidence. His secret girlfriend shows police how she cleaned up the crime scene. There's blood on this chair. There's blood on the table. Justice for Kelsey. 48 Hours, next on CBS. CBS.